Welcome to the Flawed, Foolish and Fantastic Podcast. Thank you very much for coming on. You're again one of our guinea pigs. This is our second podcast of the day and we're trying to do some recordings for the new podcast. It's your second podcast full stop of the day. Well, it could be, it could be another one. Really? Because half of these are going to have outtakes, aren't they? Okay. Could be the podcast, could be the third one. And basically, we're doing a podcast um, which is called Flawed, Foolish and Fantastic. So me and Monpreet Singh, who's behind the camera, we're flawed and, fa- uh, we're flawed and foolish. We're looking for fantastic. And that's what you're here for. You're here to make that up. So basically, what we're trying to do is we just want to promote individuals who are doing different types of work, different types of skills within the Sikh community within the Punjabi community, within any community, it can be um, all types of seva. But what we seem to do is focus more on the institutions. And what we want to do is find out what makes that person fantastic. What are they doing? And what have they done during their life that's brought them to this point? It's, um, it can be a spiritual path. It can be a, um, a path due to their work and their education. It can be something that they're giving back to the community. Now, I've known you for years, and um, I know we've got some wonderful stories between us, some which we may not be able to talk about. But this is one thing here is going to be I'm going to be learning about something that I should have asked 20 years ago, which is who are you? And that's what I want to go into. So, my first question I'm not allowed you to introduce yourself, I want you to introduce yourself in who are you? Wow, that's uh, okay. Well, you've already introduced me as Amrit Pal Singh. I am Amrit Pal Singh. Um, I've, I'm associated with quite a few things actually, aren't I? So, you know, a lot of people would know me as Amrit Pal Singh, part of Kiratan, which is, you know, myself and my wife that do Kiratan together. Uh, I also play tabla. I play tabla professionally. I teach. Um, you know, I've done quite a few things. I've been involved with Sikhi, Kirtan, you know, ever since, ever since childhood, really. I've been born into a, in, into a Kirtani family, my father being Pai uh, Gurdias Yurasya, who was the first Kirtani, first settled Kirtani in the UK back in the 60s. Um, so I've grown up around Kirtan, I've grown up then accompanying my father when I was 10. Um, and then from there we met at university. That was a great times, and we were involved in the Sikh society there, uh, you know. And you know, pr- uh, after that, we uh, obviously we went our separate ways, and, and we we carried on with our own lives. And, and I set up other things like the Kirtani Development Project. We used to do Kirtan. Oh, yeah. oh, Remember that? Yeah. So we used to do we used to do the KDPs, Kirtani Development Project events, and that blew up in a in a huge way. Yeah. And, and that's where some of the Kirtanis that we have in the UK now. Came from they came from those those uh, uh, those programs. Oh, totally forgot about that. I've got all your downloads. Yeah, because <laughs> I sit on my hard drive because that's all I do. I just but you know the ethos behind, yeah. the ethos behind K- KDP was that they, we used to get together us as Sikh society friends yeah. and and posts you know uh, alumni sangat. We used to get together. We used to keep them regularly, like in a couple of times a week. Really nice sangat. And a lot of the time it'd be the same shabad. Over and yeah. over, and I'm playing tabla, and eventually I'm thinking, guys, you know, change the shabad, not the record. Yeah. And what they would do is they had no kind of 
motivation to learn something new. So KDP started, and the and uh, the, the rules of KDP was you had every Ethani had a 15 minute slot has to be a brand new shabbat that they've never performed okay. before in public, and it's got to be something that um, you know that. Uh, you know, it, themed with with the actual event itself. So whether it was Guru Nanak Dev Ji's Gurpurb yeah. or you know for, for any other any other event that was going on, it'd be themed around that. Yeah, more than where right. right. I'm going to bug you now. The first thing you've spoke about is your dad, regarding Ulasir, and I know from talking to you at university that you were in a keeping supper with your dad, and is your brother's four yeah, yeah. wasn't. Four of you, yeah. one of six boys. Yeah, so, so remember yeah. four of you, you were just like doing this and doing that. Tell me about your family life. What's your family makeup growing up in, and obviously now as well? Um, uh, tell me about that and how you got into, how your dad uh, brought your family within to the Kirtan setup. I think Kirtan was always there anyway. I've yeah. grown up, I'm, I'm talking about my childhood here now. Yeah. Um, you know, my father was initially before my my brothers were old enough to accompany dad mm. uh, you know my father used to do kirtan with my my master he was playing jewelry at the time yeah. and that was an era that was a totally different era in talking 60s to the to the late 70s and, and mid 80s where where kirtan was very traditional we were yeah. looking at pratals we were looking at uh, drupad and shabads very old, you know old traditional classical style kirtan that was going on at the time you know and um, yeah it was uh, it, it was a totally different era i've grown up seeing that i've grown up when rance wise were not rance wise that the country rance wise were around which were known as kirtan darbars you know yeah. they were called rance wise which would run all the way till the, mm-hmm. the next morning but it was raw kirtan it was all different styles but kirtan was running and i remember going to sleep and in the Dalbar and waking up and you know it's still, still going, going on. Yeah. With regards to that, was you know when you were with your dad, did you not have a specific order that you did keep in there or were you travelling? We were travelling all over the time. Yeah, so we weren't we weren't fixed to a because dad was a you know a freelance yeah. keeping as you would say. Yeah. So you know my father would get a lot of bookings. We, yeah. we were busy all the time. So in terms of my childhood I didn't get much of a childhood, you know. Yeah, what I mean? So I was going to school and back. Yeah. And then Saturday and Sunday, it was once I started accompanying dad, it was Saturday morning, Saturday evening, Sunday morning, Sunday yeah. evening. So the first proper holiday yeah. I had was when I got married. <laughs> Can you believe it? You know, because we were busy all the time. Yeah. So I didn't get a chance. So the holidays were, if, oh, we've got Kirtan in Norway, or we've got Kirtan in, you know, some somewhere else, like, you know. Uh, a different country and we're catching a fly and I'd be like, wow, you know, that's my holiday. I remember, I remember when you were uni, you did yeah. that. It's like, well, I've got to go back this weekend, I'm doing Keith. And I was like, man, I remember being a kid, escorting my parents to markets on a Sunday. At least yours is a <laughs> lot better than ours. But I can imagine how hectic that was. I can, re- I can remember how hectic it was for you then. It was, it was incredibly hectic because, yeah. you know, we were trying to study. Yeah. yeah, we're still enjoying our lifestyle yeah. at university, yeah. you know, and studying away. But then coming back, it was literally yeah, I had to make the coach back from, yeah, from Leicester, yeah. all the way back. Get your bar coach. Yeah. yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, and then Sunday, Sunday evening back, yeah. absolutely shattered. And then, and then you got to get ready for college, yeah, yeah university as well. Exactly. Yeah, well, no, I remember that. I remember, obviously, I remember you doing the youth, and not just there, but for me, I saw 
and I'm going to put in and fill in some some gaps, which I know asking for family life, but at university, any sort of program you were doing double anyway, you had no choice. There seemed to be no choice in the math. Any program that came up as a Sikh student program, you were doing double. And no, no point did I ever see you say no. It's again, it's one of those things. If you have the skill, yeah, and there's not many other double players, it's a responsibility, isn't it? Well, I just re- I just remember sitting on stage next to Grandmother trying to play the double and you ripped the crap out of me. And that's that, because we're friends. And that, and that, and that's at that point, I thought, not even going to try. No. <laughs> not even going to try to help you. There's no point. I'm pathetic as it is. <laughs> but I just remember your skill and, and what you did and, you know, with the Gita. And I, I totally forgot about, you know, like I said, I know you were doing that with your dad. You say you had a break once you got married. Were you still doing the Geetham development program prior to getting married? No, it started okay. at the moment we got married. So, but, so yeah. you did, basically, your, your dad seemed to offloaded you to another <laughs> owner. That's what basically seems to happen. Well, with, with, with dad, um, unfortunately, just before, it was a few years before I got married, yeah. uh, dad suffered uh, you know, multiple strokes, right, mini strokes, and then after that, Everything kind of slowed down because again, Dad, I'm 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 basically a shadow of my father in the sense that Dad is extremely he likes to keep busy. Yes. So I've grown up seeing if there was a you know if there was a Keaton program going on, which it was every weekend anyway. But I've seen him come back from school and Dad is you know sitting uh, you know on the wajan. He's he's either practicing or he's he's got books out from from his bookcase yeah. and he's you know, researching. But back then there was no internet. Yeah, so you, you, yeah, like you know, Sanswar and Sigji's books and things like yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Had to do the dogs, open yeah. dogs and Those, even looking at uh, you know various different uh, literature, where you know my father would do kathas well, as you know, which would accompany the kirtan anyway. Yeah. But I would see dad. My dad was always busy all the time, and he was always engrossed around kirtan, gurbani, research, all of that. So I saw that myself, and I thought, you know, we can't stay stagnant. Yeah. We can't be like that. So. When, when when Dad started to slow down, I think that was nature's way of telling Dad, you know, you've done enough, you know, you need to now start yeah, tailing off. Yourself. Yeah, and you know, Dad is still, we still do keep them regularly, yeah. right, at home. So Dad, you, you can't just turn a switch on and turn it off and yeah. no more keep them. So every week we still get together as a family, we do keep them yeah. together. Um, but yeah, it was, it's, it was it was that inspiration that, that brought me into looking at what can we do for our generation exactly. and what were we doing you know us as youngsters we kept doing the same one or two shivers yeah and i was thinking guys you, there's something better that can that can happen here all right we are busy yeah but there, it's not it's there's no hard and fast rule to go and learn and do something with your skill i've, I've done with, with double for example yeah. you know so we didn't stay stagnant we you know we we look at ways of how can we actually better ourselves yeah. in the skill that we're doing, but represent or be on the forefront of the seat bunt, yes. representing what skills we have? So how did, I know you've mentioned you went to a couple of programs and the same shovels as being done, and I can imagine that the same tone is being played rather than in the dance that was supposed to be or in the manner that was supposed to be composed. How did you and your wife sit there go, we need to better this and we need to, what was there a moment, was there a, for me, was there a moment that you went, I need to sort this shit out? <laughs> Basically. Yeah, I, that happened before I got married. Okay. Yeah, so I was looking at things. I was, I was, 
I was again I mentioned I was getting frustrated. Yeah. You know, in a nice way. Yeah. And I thought we need to do something. And when when I got married, I got married in November. Yeah. And it was my birthday in December. And that was my thirtieth. So right. And I thought, okay, Jigleeps, like, what do you want to do? And I said, yeah. I want to do a Geekdom program, but I want to set something up. I want to have some rules and regulations in, yeah. right? So we can see where the people are going to actually, you know, come out better, you yeah. know, a better version of themselves. Yeah. So we set that up. We started at home. So okay. for my birthday, yeah. there's only about 10 of us. Okay. So a couple of us did Geekdom. Jigdeep, that's when Jigdeep started doing Geekdom. Okay. Because she wasn't doing any Geekdom at all. She yeah. was... Uh, you know, I asked her, I said, can you do a shabbat? Yeah. And she said, I know a shabbat, but I can't, I can't play the, the vajra, I can't play the harmonium to save my life. That's right. So I said, what can you play? So she said, I'm comfortable with a guitar. I've been playing what? since I was a kid. Exactly. Let's go. All right, let's do, let's do keep them with a the guitar. Yeah. And she was very comfortable with her instrument. And that's how we started as, as either thing. So yeah, I was about to say, so did the KDP evolve to what Gizotin is now? So is that how you... is a is a is a product, product is a of byproduct yeah. of, of what happened there. Yeah. So we were doing Gizotin oh you know at every two months. Yeah. And it slowly grew out of homes. So we we started in the first year started in homes. Yeah. So first program was my birthday. There was only about eight or ten of us. Yeah. Second program, I remember this turned into eighty. Okay. Right? And I remember it was eighty, it was like, wow, okay, this has jumped. And then it uh, at its peak, we were getting about a thousand people, I and mean, we were getting people catching flights from Europe or wherever yeah. just to come for the weekend because they were getting a whole. It was like a it was like a variety world variety show of Kirtan, you know, because they had different styles. All yeah. Um, since obviously the formation of Kirtan, do you still have anything to do with the Kirtan development projects? It's again, it's, it's fingers in time, fingers right? in so many pies. Yeah. Certain things have taken a little bit of a back step. So KDP is there. Yeah. We we I did revive it again uh, about three years ago. So I'm reviving it, and I'm still looking at various ways to revive it. So, okay. um, but yeah, it is. It's in the pipeline for for 2022 for sure. That's very good. We're looking at this Guru card as well. With regards to your recordings, I know you've got them all over the internet, but have you been approached by? Um, recording companies and things like that with regards to putting something formal out we we've released i know you've done your own we're, we're now we're about to release our fourth album now right so there's there's a lot that you we haven't caught up on because we download everything <laughs> everything's illegal in our house nothing's nothing's paid for we're seeing something we're tired. <laughs> but um yeah we're on our fourth we're on our fourth album yeah um yeah we've our first album was re uh, was recorded at Abbey Road Studios. Okay. So Feels. that is the best studio in the world. Yeah. That's and when we were recording our Kirtan album, it was very odd because we we recorded in the same studio as the Beatles studio number two, That's which cool. is a massive room, right? Yeah. And it was fantastic. The, our sound engineer. So once we recorded, we'd go in yeah. for editing sessions and stuff. So when we walk in. And, our sound engineer is working on the soundtrack for The Hobbit, Skyfall, all of these, you know, the Avengers. So we were watching snippets of the film, and he's going, "Yeah, I'll be with you in five minutes." And and then we like, "All right, let's put the Keith and album file folder out, and and let's start editing that." So amidst all of that's that, there's a Keith and album. That was the first ever Keith and album recorded at that studio. So we've been very lucky. Yeah. 
Modern, lucky. That's that's why people try to take a tour, let alone anything else. It's they don't having the opportunity to actually record them. You you do bump into them. Yeah. They're all there, like you know, Kylie Minogue, and uh, there was a there's a few other you know uh, well-known celebrities, but we we bumped bumped into them to just say hello. It's amazing. Yeah, it was it was it was good fun. What was um just going on? What was it like for you to actually walk in there, knowing the the background of the people who had been yeah. in there? Uh, that's that's the thing, you know. The energy is still there. It's, yeah. it's it's absolutely amazing. It was a privilege for us, yeah. you know, because we were still we were starting off back then, and we were very lucky, you know. So we'll we'll leave that for the for yeah. the other podcast when okay. when Jake deeps it. Otherwise, we're going to talk too much about no, no, no definitely, definitely. <laughs> but I'll yeah, there's there's a there's a whole lot to that as well, you know. Going there, how we set up, how we go about recording an album. It's not just it's not just oh yeah you, we can record an album. There's there was so much to learn, um, but now I mean I think we've got the we've got the the right formula and we we know what we're doing you know, years on. That's um, amazing. But yeah, we we still we're trying to push ourselves as much as possible. But our our ethos was never for the Sikhs, if you know what I mean, because the Sikhs, the Punjabis, the Sikhs, or you know, yeah, yeah. around. They've already got Keithan. Our Keithan was never for that. Yeah, but right? that's, that's, that's what we're trying to open it up to a wider audience. Yeah, a wider audience. And, and I could see that, and anybody could see that, the moment you start, um, obviously there's the Tanti Sars Keithan, you use the Dillard, you use the Darcy, you use the you use all those things. The moment you start incorporating guitar, Western, Western instruments, you're bringing in those people who like those tones, yeah. who like those chords, Absolutely. who listen to those chords and feel something from them. And just by that, you'll be attracting other people in. Absolutely, we, it's we've had we've had a lot of stories you know, on, on Instagram, which wasn't too long ago. Yeah. A lady from Ireland, completely non-Sikh, doesn't even know that we Sikh. She doesn't know what Sikhs are. Yeah. She messaged us. She said, "Oh, she was heavily pregnant." Yeah. She said she's she was having a lot of discomfort during her pregnancy yeah. with the baby. Yeah. The baby's kicking. There's a lot, and she messaged us just to just to let us know that she's come across. Our music and our songs, and she said, "Your songs are the only thing that have uh, given me right. a sense of, uh, you know, relaxation." But she's calmed the baby down, so she goes, "We're going to keep listening to it even, even more." That's and then she messaged us after after the baby's born. She goes, "It's the only thing that she goes to sleep to." That's amazing. And that she is, doesn't know they skipped them. That's an amazing thing because we within our own community know that Gurbani helps with these things, and yeah. Gurbani is the tone. It's what they listen to. With you know, it's, it's the vibration of marble. You know, that's amazing. That's amazing. It's, that's the key thing. You know, the moment you think that we're doing Keithan, mm. I think that's where the failure kicks in. Yeah, it's we're not doing the Keithan. No, no. We we we're merely the instruments. We are the vessels. Yeah, and we we we're the puppets, and somebody else is the puppet. Exactly, and that's how it works. Right, that's what, right. I'm going to move on to two things I really want to talk to you about. One is. I know you've got a voice, amazing voice, but for some reason you were part of the double. That's probably your dad going, this one's only skillful. <laughs> I know when I was at Grenancy College, they, they taught us the Vodger and everything, and they just went, and you are rubbish. <laughs> Go over there to the double over there. Basically, they were like, your voice is not even for radio. You get out of it. <laughs> and uh, one of the things I'm really interested in is um, your background of double. And the reason, you know, I, what I want to know is your journey for the tabla. How did you end up playing the tabla rather than any other instrument? Who did you learn from? How many teachers have you had? And tell me the story up to this point. Because for me, 
you've been the best football player I've come across in my time. You know, I I'd learned from seeing Vindi, I learned from the large academy and other people, but watching you play um, is completely different to them. So I want to know your journey with regards to football. So it just date back, dates back to childhood. Okay. When when we were growing up, we grew up in a very different era. Yeah. No technology. We didn't have the iPads. No TV programs. You know, children's programs were seldom. We yeah. were watching all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. So a lot of the time we were just playing with our toys. But in my my home, the tabla was lying around. There was a guitar. There was a dantura. There was a banjo. There was my my father had a lot of instruments, okay. and they were there. They were there to access. And as we were kids, we weren't told up. But if you know, I'd be running a play in the garden, but I'd run back into into my front room. Yeah. The tabla was there, and I just look. And have a little batch, but that's one is I played a load of instruments. Okay. So, well, see, yeah, this is what I want to know about. So, I could play all different types of instruments. I've got a, I have a, you know, what they say, you know, that musical ear. Yeah. When, you, when, you, when you know that there's a tune in your head, you can take it out on, a, on an instrument, whether it's a guitar or band or whatever. After you say this thing about the instruments, I'm going to tell a story about your musical ear. Oh, really? Go on, go on, so tell me about your, tell me about what instruments did you learn then? I, I learned a few, but I didn't learn them. Officially, the, yeah. the only official instrument that I, I took further to, to, to learn yeah. was the tabla. Okay. And then dad knew that I had an affinity towards it. So dad taught me. Dad was my first okay, so dad taught you. you know, my, my dad was, my, they say, you know, your, yeah. your, your first ustad, your first guru that is the one that puts your hands on the instrument itself. Yes. And that, was, that was my father. So after a couple of years learning, you know, just understanding basic nuances, of how to accompany with Keith, and yeah. that's when Dad took me further. And Dad said, "Look, I can't teach you any further, yeah. right? So let's take you to someone who can." Yeah. And that was, uh, you know, Star Guru Singh Ji Oh, is that okay? okay. So yeah, we've got the same teacher, so we good boys essentially. Yeah, I was terrible. So I was kicked out. I was, kicked out. I was expelled from high school. <laughs> so how long did you learn from Star Guru Singh? I learned all the way till they passed away in okay. in two thousand and five. Okay. Right. And again, it was based around the lifestyle that I had. If I was busy with my father doing Keetan and traveling everywhere, um, Ustad used to teach over at a place called Midlands Art Center, which is called the Macno over in Birmingham. Okay. And I, I was, as a kid, I used to go there. So you used to travel from London? No, no, no. I was, I was born in uh, Birmingham. Oh my God. I'm a that explains the problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, didn't, I didn't realize that. I've never realized yeah. that. I thought you were always from London. No, we, we, we moved when I was uh, when I was ten years old. Okay. But yeah, so whilst I was there for the last, you know, for the for the last two years of uh, of my life over in Birmingham, we used to go and see Ustadji over there. Yeah. So on a weekday evening, we used to go and, and learn. And then things got busy. We moved to London. Yes. So my lessons were seldom. You know. Um, when if I bump into a stodgy who was who was there in the Sangat and yes. I was accompanying my father, he would write me out a lesson there and then. So he'd call someone up and say, Give me a pen and paper. So he's watching me, yeah. assessing, and then he'd write me out a lesson, put his arm around me, and I'm still about ten, twelve years and walk and he's ex explaining concepts to me. And then unfortunately they passed away yeah. and that was a huge void in, in the UK for yeah, Tabla because he was one of the most prolific uh, teachers in in the UK taught hundreds of students, uh, and that's when it hit us. It was it was almost as though what do I do with with Dublin? We've mm. got no one, 
And at that point, you know, you suggested there was a few double R teachers, well, double R masters, yeah. should I say, in the world. And they were coming to the UK here and there. Mm. And that was an opportunity for, uh, you know, us students uh, of Ustadi to, to, you know, find someone, find someone find else. Find someone to assist you, yeah. And I, uh, I met uh, my teacher who is, you know, a, uh, his, his name is Pandit Yogesh Samsidi. Yeah. And uh, when, I'm, when I met him, uh, I, I instantly connected with him. I don't know how or why, but I instantly connected with him. And, I, and I've been with him since. And um, I took, you know, took the Ta'aleem, the learning, yeah. to a very deep level. Um, you know, um, around about 10, 11 years ago, yeah. um, I, I took a ceremony with, with my teacher. It's called a Gandhavandan okay. ceremony. So Gandhavandan ceremony is what the equivalent of the Amrit Sanjar in Sikhi. Yeah. So once you go and you're initiated as a uh, as a, an official disciple, uh, they say that you and there's no difference between you and your teacher and your teacher and you. You both it's same become level. one. You know? okay, yeah. So they'll then that's where the Dalim goes into a much more deeper deeper level. So. You know, years on, um, I've been, you know, I've, I've, I'm performing, I've played tabla solos in, yeah. in classical form. Yeah, I've seen that. There, there's six, basically, there's six schools of tabla, right? Okay, I didn't know that. Only six schools. Delhi, which is one of the oldest. Delhi, Farukhabad, Lucknow, Banaras, yeah. Hajarada, and then you got Punjab. Okay. Punjab is also one of the oldest because it, then it dates back all the way to uh, Guru's times yes. where the Jori and Bakawaj were being played during Kipa. Yes. Um, so I'm part of the Punjab lineage, and um, my lineage in Punjab, because again it branches off into various different masters. So you've heard of Ustad Zakir Hussain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's the most famous double player in the it's world. Just the speed of watching. Yeah. He's is just a, a, a an absolute what do we call the you know it's he is one of the gods of double if you yeah, really want to yeah. really call it that. But um, his father. Yeah. One of the one of the greatest legends of of Tabla. He was one of the one of the revolutionaries of Tabla in mm-hmm. in the twentieth century. Who's uh, who is Ustad Alakarkansa, and that was his father. So we're from that lineage, right? and that lineage again, it's it has its amazing qualities about it. And last year. There was a there was an event which is called Guru Purnima. I don't know if you know. Yeah, what yeah, Guru yeah. yeah. Celebration of Guru. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. celebration, and yeah. you pay homage oh, to your guru. to your Guru, and that can be in anything. You could be it's, a flute teacher. Yeah, same with that. So you do that within when you learn your Santya and your Granths, your Vedanta Granths. So the teacher who taught Absolutely. you, you pay homage to the knowledge that they passed to you. Yeah. Um, in that manner. And and you would pay homage in various different ways. Yeah. And in in the Indian classical music world. You pay homage by you you, you you play you either you obviously do their puja yeah. you know har and then give yeah. them gifts and stuff and then some of the key students will perform or they'll conduct various different presentations yes so last year I, I carried out I, uh, I conducted a presentation lecture demo on uh, a various topic that was was given to me and at that point um, my teacher he appointed me he gave me a blessing and he appointed me as uh, UK's foremost representative of the Ustad Alaraka lineage. Um, so it's a huge responsibility. Exactly. But it's a massive honour. But it, it just doesn't stop there. It just it gives you even more hunger to uh, to do well, yeah. represent, and and you 
take take that vidya even further as much as we can. Are you currently teaching? I am teaching. Um, you know, lifestyle is yeah, such that it's it's very hard. You either teach full time, or you know, we, we're still doing geek and we're still yeah. doing albums. Uh, we still do retreats. We do retreats yeah, as well. Kiratan. I'm te- I teach. I've got a handful of students now, and yeah. that's that is the only ones I can actually give time to. Yeah. Aside of all the other projects that we're doing. Do you teach students so they can teach further? Is, is it one of them? It's like you yeah. know when like, I see it within the monthies, especially within the month. So City Mart will do a bit of teaching, yeah. but then those people who are being taught are there the ones to teach others. Is it very similar to that with the with the position you've now been given? I think it's not even so much with the position that I've been given. I think it's more the fact that the way we've been taught. Uh, we are always going to be, we're going to be a, a reflection on our stars, our gurus. Right? Yes. So if they're teaching wholeheartedly, yeah. then you're going to do exactly the same. And if they're not doing that, or there's a bit of, you know, uh, snidey behavior, this, then teachers, te- you know, the students tend to adopt these kind of things. Practices, yeah. We've been very lucky because with our teacher, with our guru, um, he, he, oh, he, openly teaches so what was amazing or was what was equally as shocking to me was he was teaching something to me yeah and then later on he'll be a solo in the evening and i would see my teacher performing exactly the same thing that he, told that he just taught me and i thought wow am i even capable or even even you know do i deserve that you know yeah, but it's the fact that he wasn't hiding anything from no. him. and that's what i mean that's a good teacher where they every bit of video they are willing to pass that on and not go this is mine, this is what keeps me above everybody else. I think that that's the key thing is uh, if there's no insecurities, yeah. then you should you should not be hiding anything. You know? exactly. He always tells me, and he's told other people as well, if you're gonna teach someone who led then on Sikha. Of course. Right? So open your heart out, teach them wholeheartedly, and if they stay, they stay. If they don't, they have other commitments, which is which is you know uh, which does happen in, in yeah. today's generation, unfortunately. Awesome. But yeah, with, with the ones that are there, we teach with that you know uh, preemptive mindset that you have to pass that lineage on because we're not here. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're not here for long. So what can we pass? Is it something that you've considered performing? I know you you not performing, you not do all sorts of things, but you've seen like the Dharwar, um uh, performances and things like that. Is it something that you get an appeal for for people outside of our community? Again, that that does happen as well. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I am performing. I'm performing you know, with various different musicians, with yeah. with vocalists, sitar, yeah. instrumentalists, and stuff. So you get these kind of audiences yeah. anyway. So and that's what you want. I, yeah. That's what, because the the problem with talent is it's not for us. We don't want to hide it within our own community. We want to show the community go every community go. This is what we have here. We're here to share that with anybody. Absolutely. Anybody wants to come see Google Cars. I think it's essential for us, again, going back to Geetani Development Project, the KDP, when we were, one of the outputs of KDP was to inspire either Sangat and also the Geetanis to go and learn. And you you can't just wing it anymore. People think that, you know what, I I can learn a little bit from YouTube or I can pick something up and I've got a natural capability. You may, but unless you have a, a, 
proper teacher who has, you know, talked the talk and yeah. walked the walk, yeah, you're you're not going to see that. You'll hit a brick wall physically uh, and mentally and intellectually. You'll hit that brick wall, and you won't go past that. So the point was, us as Gursikhs, we're doing kirtan. How can we be the best version of ourselves and learn and become a you know a great uh, representative of the bunt yeah. that is that is doing that. So when I'm doing tabla, when I'm playing tabla with with my wife yeah. with Jigri, you'll hear the most simplest strokes yeah. and a very nice calming nature because that's what's required for that genre for that style of keeping. Yes. When I'm playing with my father totally different yeah. I'll play traditionally yeah. if I'm playing something with a, a classical heavy classical uh, keeping then I'll play a different style altogether they need to have that versatility exactly because it sets the tone and the mood the main thing is the Barney is the most important yeah. part of keeping so who are we to try and showcase ourselves, exactly. and if I'm starting playing all my kind, all my yeah. you know delegates and there's and stuff like that with you know so again with Jigdeep and and it's not required for that. Yeah, you know, it's uh, I think that is that's where the ego kicks in. You have to really put your ego aside as a musician and see what is ideal for for, for the, the shabbat, for the show. Yeah, the absolutely. If people can't connect because they're hearing too much of your tabla mm -hmm. or this. You know, there's too much Ustad Ustad Iban going mm -hmm. on, right? I'm I'm fantastic. You've got to hear me. Yeah. Then it's going to disturb the whole, you know, and then it defeats the purpose of why we're doing keep. It, it defeats the tone. You can imagine being at a somber event, yeah, and it's a funeral or something like that. The keep has to be according to that. And yeah. then, like you said, you get it when you talk to the different sons in India, and they're like, you know, Rani Ali Sant had one dolki there. That's it. And then you get the modern day sounds who have 10 talk here, you can't hear anything, you can't hear, it's just talk here, you can't hear what's being said, what the Barney's verses or anything like that. Well, what does that do? It doesn't give anything to anybody. Somebody might rock their head because they like the, 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 the beat of what's going on, but they haven't got that there. And the essence, like you said, is to, is to help compose that mood that the, the Barney is bringing. Absolutely, absolutely. I think the key is also, the, my dream has always been, yeah. we want to, look, how many Sikh musicians do we have yeah. that are the cream of the cream, who are doing absolutely fantastic in what they're doing yeah. in, in, uh, in Sikhi, yeah. you know, in the Sikh ones, we don't have many, but what no. we want to do is, my dream was, we have the best of the best, yeah. but then they can also do Kirtan, so when it's, when it's a, a non-Sikh, Listening to Kirtan, they yeah. can say, "Wow, you know, this music's amazing." Yes. And the musicians are absolutely fantastic. And then they'll find out that it's actually Kirtan. Yes, exactly. You know, this is what I want to do. But that's what draws. They say even um, in Jabji Sahib, you know, a person who comes in Sikhi says Guru Mukhanath and Guru Mukhavid and Guru Mukhavid. The first thing is Guru Mukhanath. So the Guru Mukhavid joins because of the Kirtan. Yeah. We all did it when we listened to certain Shabads and went, "That's amazing." I didn't know what it meant. But it's amazing, and then before you know, your good, your growth for good Barney grows, and things like that. The understanding of the messages, keeping is essential. And Maharaj says, "Kaljuk make keeping." Put that absolutely. Absolutely. So it is. It is amazing. I remember you gave me a book, the you know the B40 Janam Sakhi. Yeah, thanks. Which I'll never give back. 
I, I owe library funds on that. I had to pay that. I had to pay for the whole book, and yeah. I can't even get that book. But you, uh, you, you did mention that to me earlier. I did feel bad back then. I actually don't feel bad anymore. <laughs> I, feel, I feel fantastic now. So I'm not going to give that book back. That's but right. you showed me one chapter, and yeah. that still resonates with me, yeah. right? Because this chapter was about Guru Nanak Devji meeting Kaljun. Yeah, yeah. And Kaljun is saying, I'll make you, Guru Nanak Devji, I will make you the master of my youth. Yeah. And Guru Nanak Devji says, in Sri Raghu, first chapter of phase is out. There you go. Yeah, so they said, there are two things that are going to save my Sikhs because that's Kaljun said. That nothing's gonna come out of my kabja, yeah, right? Exactly. And Guru Nanak Dev Ji said, "Yeah, it's gonna be two things: kirtan and kathaasa. It's gonna save my Sikhs." Those are two things. Kabja gonna kirtan pradhan, and then it says, "You know, my kathaasa is so many sides, so I built the marki katha." You know, so those things. Gurbani's mentioned these things that was gonna save us, and they're essential to, I think, a Sikh spiritual path. Those things are massively essential. As much as seva simran is, as much as santsapai, there's this. Yin and yang complex is always there. And, and also, as Kirtan is, we're not performers. You know, yeah. We need to get that thing out of our head as well. Yeah. Yes, we're doing Kirtan, and we've got this stage area, yeah. which again, I think that came later. Yeah. We weren't that, that whole setup, but I don't think that was around back then. You know, we were face, everyone was facing Maharaj. Towards Maharaj. Yeah. And Maharaj was in the middle. Which is very right. similar to what you still see at Kankirtan Smarams. Yes. Uh, you, you see, there is no stage being used. We yeah. can't keep these modems, especially when I went to some of the camps and things like that. Everybody's facing towards Maharaj. Yeah. Kirtan has been performed towards Maharaj. It's been dedicated towards Maharaj. Then you don't have Kirtanis. Exactly. The whole Sangatha Kirtanis. Yeah, exactly. You know, this is where it becomes very, very much profound. Yeah. Who are your inspirations with regards to the Tabla? I have loads. You yeah. know, with, with Tabla, again, going back to my father, my, my father yeah. has always been a Huge inspiration because my, my dad, when we used to do Kirtan, yeah. we weren't doing Kirtan, we just, you know, like Kerwa and the, the, we were doing Kirtan in very big dals, you know, Ektal or, or you know, Jetal, which is 13 beats, or odd, odd different different dals. And I'd be put on the spot. It'd be, you know, yeah. dad sometimes wouldn't tell me that I'm doing that. So I have to quickly figure out what it was yeah. and then play something, and then, you know. So I had that kind of push from my father and then. My teachers, my teachers, as in Ustad Rumi Singh Vidhi, and and my 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 teacher now, he's one of the biggest thinkers at the moment that we have. He's he's like what I would say is um, he's like a he's, he's like a human algorithm at the moment. So he's not stagnant in his stuff. Like he's constantly evolving and thinking. So he's moving those goalposts for us. What I like about him, he's left-handed as well. He's left-handed. So when I when I saw him with you on a video, we were performing together. And I was like, something's wrong here. <laughs> and mentally, obviously, I'm thick. So I, can't, I was just like, oh my God, he's left-handed. Uh, it's not often you see a left-handed. And the speed that he was going, I saw the six of them perform in India with, uh, with um, Zaki like saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. saw the six of them. So they were swapping the beats. So from next person, next yeah. person, next person. I watched that and I was just like, it's amazing. And his double is the only one that's the other way around. He's yeah. like left-handed. <laughs> and I'm just like... It shows how rare he is within the six. Yeah. You know, yeah. as well. Just Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't... Doesn't take anything away. No, it, nothing at all. He's just left-handed. Yeah. That's all. So the thinking and everything is 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 exactly the same. Yeah. Double R something. The next thing I need to talk to you about is the, the star. <laughs> all I all I remember in university is you mocking my the star, which is completely fine because it is giggly all the time. <laughs> but I just remember you going, "Where's your thing on your the star? Where's your point on your star?" 
How do you get your bug so perfect? It's simple. I wear a gourd bug and I run into a corner very fast. That's all I do. Well, I'm going to try that. If I come out in the coma tomorrow, <laughs> I remember this conversation. But no, you, for, for me, I just remember you as this individual who always was smart. I mean, we'd come to university looking like tramps and you'd be in a shirt and trousers. You're always smart. Even if you had jeans on, you were smart. You've always carried yourself. Is that something that's from being a kid and growing up with parents yeah. teaching you? Parents? Yeah, I think presentation, you know, anyway, yeah. you know. Again, again, look at it today. I'm, I'm in a wrestling top. <laughs> you know, you're always smart. Always happen. No, it's just, it's, I think it's more so, again, it is, it is your upbringing, isn't yeah. it? So, that dad, I'm, I'm always looking at dad getting ready. We'd have his kurta, chuiza, pajama, you know, have his safa ready. And then they'd go off to Keetan. And I'd be like, whoa. And then, you'd, then you know, on occasion, we're going to the Gurdwara. I'm looking at dad doing, uh, doing Keetan with my brothers yeah. and stuff. But yeah, me being one of the youngest out of the six siblings, I've got a younger brother, and yeah. I've got four older brothers, there was a big gap between me and my brothers, and yeah. five year gap between me and the next brother. Yeah. So that was a completely different generation. Yeah. So I grew up looking up to them, and they were all into their, you know, shikini because they were in their yeah. late teens and stuff. You yeah, know? Yeah. So they were doing all of this, uh, you know, dressing up and, you know, they're smart already. Yeah, obviously the testosterone has kicked in and in, in in that kind of age so they're all you know yeah. they're, they're dressing to impress so i used to grow up looking up to them and say i want to be just as smart that makes sense well, but i had a very bad period man well, I, so I, when, I need to see pictures of that period <laughs> because i just remember you being smart at university i remember every time i've seen you been smart when you're performing on stage with your wife you're smart when you're with your stars you're smart my my dad dressed smart all the time my <laughs> yes. mom my mom my mom dressed smart and i remember my mom saying to me go Look at your dad, he's in suit tie every week and Gordo. He goes, I don't know where you two could they came from. So I remember saying that to me and my brother. But you've always looked the piece. You've always carried yourself. Yeah. And I don't know. I just want to know where that came from. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's mainly brothers and family. But then again, it is one of those things where we are we've grown up yeah. in a in a period and this again, it's quite quite relevant actually. We grew up in a time where where racism was yeah. at its peak as well. I remember yeah. I was lucky because I had a lot of brothers. Mm. So I didn't really get picked on or, or, or anything like that because they knew, oh, he's got lots of brothers. Yeah. So they would leave me alone. But I grew up around that racism. I grew up uh, experiencing racism, not physically, yeah. but verbally and stuff. So yeah. I, I've always had this kind of mindset that we're Guru Sikhs, right? So we're representing in a certain way. We actually, we are actually doing prachar of our physical experience. Our physical experience is our prachar. So if we're walking down the street and some people do say, oh, you you know, your beard is magnificent. Oh, I love your turban and this and that. That, for, for me, is they've taken away that that person's a Sikh, right? Yeah. And he's very smart. So yeah. it, was, it was almost like it was a responsibility. No, I, yeah. I agree with you. We, we have a chat with Horizon this morning. And I was talking to him. We were talking exactly about this loop of the sick and we I was commenting on my work and I remember them saying doesn't religion uh, cause a problem with the work that you do and I was like no you you know we work in, I work in the police seek with the police for the last 500 years mm. I said we're going to gave us a uniform you can pick us out in one in a hundred thousand exactly if that person in the uniform does something wrong it isn't that individual who gets blamed it's the whole plant and the same as the police somebody does one thing wrong everybody's getting blamed 
was like we were the defenders and protectors. We always have been. We carried our shasters that stopped all the bluffs. Yeah. We were, I was like, so yeah, I understand that because you're carrying the goods for them. When you know, if, if you look like this, people are going to go, man, what's wrong with the goods? There's things to say. Yeah. Well, they look like traps. No, no, no. Look, but, no, but that's one thing you've always carried yourself away and just want to bring that up. Um, before we finish off, I just want to touch on a couple of things. Obviously, you've touched upon the institutions of KDP and, and Kudapa. Can you um, tell us about any other institutions you're involved in? You've mentioned the Pueblo one. Is there an actual name for the. No, it's just that school of. School. It's, it's just that school of. So, out of the six schools of Tabla that yeah. originated. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm part of the Punjab Baj or Punjab Karana. Yeah. And as, you know, of those Dharanas, um, the most, one of the most prolific, um, you know, masters was Ustad Al-Arakatan. So I'm just privileged to be a part of that. I know you're teaching. If other people wanted to learn the skills, uh, I'm expecting that they'd look at other teachers as well and whatnot. Would there be opportunities for them to approach you? You probably wouldn't. Absolutely. Yeah. They can they can approach me. Um I'm on Instagram um under Tony Tony Dubla. Uh also you can you can catch us on Gidatan, which is all on uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, we have our YouTube channel and stuff. So you can get in touch with me. Yeah. If I can't help you myself, um I can always guide them in the right direction. That's what I want to know. One thing I would always say is um Again, just from my experience, a lot of people are under the impression that you have to learn from a Gursik. Yes. Which is good and it's, it's a bonus, but that should not be your be all and end all. No, like, okay. What you need to look at is where can you get the Vidya? Instead of looking at the person, look at the Vidya. Yeah. And that Vidya, that wisdom from that lineage, if it carries something, then learn. And exactly. if that person is not Sikh, it doesn't matter because it's about the Vidya itself. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. We all send our kids to school. We don't look at our teachers and go, are they all Punjabi? Absolutely. Are they going to learn maths from Punjabi? You learn from where the knowledge is. Yeah. And if that person who's got the knowledge, as long as they're not looking to compromise you in any other manner, yeah. then learn from it. Yeah. And don't, whatever you do, just send them to Gurdwaras, yeah. you know, for a free lesson or, or and, and stuff like that, because that may not necessarily help the next generation. The whole point is, You've got to set the foundations right. The foundations are wrong. Yes. From the outset, makes it makes life a whole lot difficult. You don't know out of those students, out of those children, which ones had them had no unseen amount of potential. Misguided. Yeah, misguided. Misguided. Well, yeah. I totally agree. Because I think we look for. I know people have to prioritise the money and things like that, and they go, "This is free. We'll send them there." But if the standards aren't there, then why take them? In the same way, you won't send them to a school that's run down, not got any walls and things like that, and hasn't got the, the abilities and skills within the teacher to provide them that education. Absolutely. And in the same way, you've got to look at them. My, my girls now, I've got yeah. two daughters, yeah. eight and five, they're, they're learning uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. Now, I didn't just pick the nearest one. Yeah. I, I researched, looked at the teachers, and looked at, okay, what kind of products are they producing? They produced. UK champions and produce national champions, mm. you know, and they're doing fantastic. So it's like, oh, it's that's the right thing to do yeah. to send them to something like that rather than, you know, otherwise it's just wasting time. I agree with you. 
You're never going to batter you, mate. <laughs> I'm going to be able to take you. They're already battering me now. Well, I mean, it was hard enough to try to yeah. have an arm wrestle with you as a union. We lost one all day, so don't have, have a test. No, that's fine. And with regards to your contacts, I know you've just given out your Instagram and social media accounts. Is there any other accounts that you can think of? We've got a, we've got a Instagram. We're all over social yeah. media. So Instagram, Good. Facebook, uh, YouTube, SoundCloud. Uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, we've got our website, gdutton.com. So qi-dutton.com. Yeah, I'm going to say this. I said qi Dutton, and he's like, no, it's gdutton. So that's my fault. And, you know, I apologize for the correct, correct pronunciation is that. Um, well, I've asked everything I want to ask, but I want to leave the floor open to you. Is there anything you want to talk about or something we've missed out about yourself? Because this is an opportunity for you to tell people who you are and what your background is, what your aspirations are or anything. So if there's anything else you want to talk about, please do so. I don't think I've got anything else to say. Um, it's the first time ever you've said <laughs> So don't lie to me. No, I, I think we covered covered practically most things, you know, so if there's anything else. No, the, well, the, another one's going, we're going to have to have a talk with regards to the Gilton project, everything from start to finish. So. I would like your partner to be here for yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you're going to have to listen to my tones again at some point. <laughs> I apologize. But with regards to this, I really appreciate that. For anybody listening, and you know, like I said, me and my colleague, we are flawed and foolish. We're running this to talk to the fantastic, fantastic today's Amapar Singh. And I just want to say, for start one, thank you for taking your time out. I appreciate it. And I hope that those people who want to have some background into learning the double or keep them projects or Anything of interest that Amrapal Singh has talked about today, please contact him. You know, these are the opportunity is being provided here for teachers, especially of this caliber, to reach out and help those who have an interest. And I, and I want people to take the advantage of it. But with regards to this, I really appreciate this Amrapal Singh. And I'm with you the fuck there now, and I'll uh, probably see you for lunch in about 10 minutes. Burgers? Wherever. Okay. Stop. Why would you cut? Why would you keep that there? Thank <laughs> you.